Mark Montavani is no stranger to Democratic voters in St. Louis County, having run twice to be the party's nominee for county executive. But a series of unusual circumstances have put him on the ballot for a third time and for the other party. The Republican candidate for county executive joins us on the latest episode of Politically Speaking to talk about switching parties, his plans to fight crime, and keeping a good relationship with the St. Louis County Council. Let's hit the music. This is the Politically Speaking podcast, the definitive show about Missouri politics. We have to talk about things that matter to people. I've tried to bring that same aggressive iconoclast style with me to uh, the United States Senate. I think my district is a model for the state. We put Missourians first. You just kind of have to find the common ground with people. I believe that this district deserves someone who represents their values. After I came back to St. Louis, I started thinking that I could have a bigger role on the change that I wanted to make. And welcome to Politically Speaking. I'm your host, Rachel Lippman. Joining me in the studio today is... Jason Rosenbaum. And also in the studio with us today is our guest... Mark Montavani. He is the Republican candidate for St. Louis County Executive in the November election. And uh, this is, I believe, your third time on the podcast, Mr. Montavani? I think I think that's correct. I think that's yeah. correct, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much every two years. Every two years, it seems like. Yeah, so, so you are joining us now because of an interesting and I would call it extremely odd set of political circumstances. Um, essentially, you're here because the candidate who was nominated in the primary for the GOP uh to be the GOP challenger, decided to drop out, and the GOP party put you as the nominee. Why did you make the decision to jump into back into electoral politics for this role? Well, as you guys may remember from the uh, prior uh, two years, my commitment to this county uh, and this region is uh, very deep, and I uh, continue to be uh, frustrated with the trajectory of the of the region, um, you know, there there are also a lot of personal um, uh, issues when one makes uh, a decision like this. Uh, to to some people, it might just seem like it's about politics, but it's actually about something bigger than politics. If you're, I think, a thoughtful person, so uh, you know, I I have tried to make a commitment in my life to serve other people, and I have. Uh, I have great love for the community, and as I said, I'm dissatisfied with the way the community is developing, and I think that there's potential to bring the community together in a different way to create a different reality for the future. And uh, so despite the fact that it's very inconvenient uh, to run for office and to, uh, and to give up one's life in the service of the community, this seems to be uh, worth it to me, uh, and so... Uh, uh, so I responded when asked. Faithful listeners of this podcast and people familiar with county politics may remember that you ran for this post previously as a Democrat. Why should the GOP faithful believe that you support their positions as opposed to those of the Democratic Party? Well, so there are a couple answers to that question. First of all, uh, uh, both times when I ran for county executive, uh, I received a lot of support from people of both parties. Uh, uh, if you recall, when I, when I ran against Steve Stenger uh, in 2018, uh, I think there, there were scores of Republicans who crossed over and uh, requested a Democratic ballot and, uh, and, and voted for me. And so 
I think I've always been a candidate that had appeal to uh, people of both parties. Uh, but the bigger, the bigger uh, and more important answer to the question really is that the, the issues that our community uh, faces, uh, in my view, are not uh, the kinds of um, political ideological issues that tend to pull Republicans and Democrats apart. The issues facing St. Louis County today have to do with managing the St. Louis County government as an enterprise, which I, I think has been uh, uh, very poorly managed, and uh, and uh, creating growth uh, in in the region and addressing our uh, our crime issues and and uh, and building a good government. And good government, I think, uh, is something that both Republicans and Democrats both crave. The biggest criticism you got in 2018 and 2020 from your opponents was they accused you of being a closet Republican. Were they right? Well, I I, uh, I don't know that uh, they've ever that they were right about that. I, uh, I I if you look at my history, Jason, I think it's pretty well documented that I have supported Republican candidates. Yes, that became a big issue in 2018, <laughs> yeah. and that probably be a big issue this time. But continue. Well, y- look, uh, if, if one believes that one party has a monopoly on good ideas and good candidates. That's fine. I tend not to think that. I tend to believe that uh, uh, and support uh, people who I think are the better candidate for different uh, positions, and uh, and my my history demonstrates that. And so, uh, if that's a, if that's a flaw, I have to I have to plead uh, guilty to it. And I think it's particularly not relevant when we're talking about the administration of the St. Louis County government. If we we're talking about voting for. Senate candidates or uh, congressional candidates, uh, legislative jobs, that may be one thing. But this job is about competence in administering an enterprise, and, uh, and that's what we're lacking. How do you avoid getting branded an opportunist who will jump at, you know, running for whatever party you see as being, you know, willing or able to elect you? So uh, with respect to being branded as, a, as an opportunist, uh, uh, you know, that's a that's a term that uh, can be flipped on the other side, right? An opportunist is a person who sees an opportunity to make an improvement sometimes and to serve and to do something positive and accepts the opportunity. That's the way I tend to uh, think about it. Uh, I think this is an opportunity. I think it's an opportunity for the region to come together. And uh, so I, I, uh, I look forward to bringing both sides together. Look, the, uh, the challenges that we have in this region require us to work together, and uh, the the divisions that we have in this community uh, are not just political; they're racial, they're regional, uh, and uh, I think it takes uh, a leader who has relationships across the aisle, across uh, the the region, uh, in order to make the kind of change we need. If people don't agree with that, that's that's fine. If people believe that uh, that only one party can uh, uh, can be effective. That's fine. I just happen to disagree with that. History tells me otherwise. Because you ran twice as a Democrat and because the primary attack on you was kind of attacking your Democratic credentials, you were on record during both of those campaigns as saying you were in favor of LGBTQ rights, expanded health care, being against right to work. And you told me after you got the nomination that none of your positions on issues have changed. So wouldn't you be classified as very out of step as a Republican on some of the issues that I just mentioned that do commingle with county government? 
So, uh, look, I, I don't think my, uh, my views have changed. I'm not going to take different positions uh, here, Jason, than I have before. I think that, uh, you know, with respect to uh, uh, LGBTQ uh, rights and uh, what, what were the other issues? Right to work. Healthcare. Right to work. You mentioned about, yeah, These should not be perceived as uh, uh, political or ideological issues. And again, they're, they're only relevant to the county executive insofar as the county government is administering those things. Many of those issues are still uh, primarily a uh, uh, function of uh, federal, uh, state, and local, uh, and state policy. But, uh, you know, to the extent that uh, they uh, affect uh, the, the county and the government that, uh, that I hope to uh, run, uh, I will be true to my beliefs. Realistically speaking, we are what, about 45, 50 days, I think, out from the general election, and you got nominated to this role two weeks ago, three yeah, weeks ago? So. Not quite. Not quite. How, what kind of a campaign have you been able to and do you plan to put together in that short time frame? My name identification in the community, uh, surprisingly to me, but it's pretty strong, and uh, uh, people across the region uh, know me. I mean, uh, if, if you want facts and figures along those lines, there's probably been $4.5 million spent introducing me to the committee community over the course of the last uh, uh, four years. And a lot of it was your own money, right? But not well, all of it. Uh, less than half. Yeah. Less than half. But uh, sure, I made, a, uh, I, I made an investment, in uh, a bigger investment in 2018 than in 2020. And, uh, and again, that, uh, that's just a measure of my uh, commitment that the community isn't uh, progressing as it should. Do you plan to put more of your own money into this campaign, given that you don't have a lot of time to fundraise? <laughs> yeah, well, we're fundraising uh, well so far. Uh, again, not only did we have some name ID, we have relationships with a lot of people in the community by virtue of those other efforts. And so so uh, I, I think we'll hit the ground running uh, pretty quickly here, uh, as we already have on the fundraising side. And yeah, I'll, be, I'll make a, uh, an investment in my campaign as well. But I don't expect it to be a, a, a majority of the funds or any such thing. Why do you believe you would be a better county executive than Sam Page? Well, I could give a snarky answer to that, but I'll choose not to. I mean, as a, as a practical matter, I think that uh, the the uh, the incumbent has demonstrated a lack of uh, competency uh, with respect to managing the enterprise of the county government. That you know, the county government, as you guys know, and your listeners probably are aware, is. Uh, an enterprise with uh, 4,500 employees, roughly, and a budget of uh, $800 million to a $1 billion. Uh, I believe it, uh, it requires someone who has had some executive experience. Uh, uh, Sam Page might be a wonderful uh, doctor and anesthesiologist, but as a practical matter, his skill set relative to managing an enterprise of that magnitude, I think, uh, is lacking. Uh, uh, m- moreover, what this community really needs, guys, is it needs leadership. It needs somebody to speak to the community about issues. It needs somebody to create a vision for our community, a vision that's, that, that's, that's inclusive and built on creating growth. It needs somebody who can communicate effectively. It can, uh, and, and um, again, Sam Page might be a, a wonderful guy. I just don't think those are, those are his talents. And so we have a person, in my view, in this job who is – uh, grossly ill-suited to serving as St. Louis County Executive. And look, wh- when I, uh, y- you probably are aware that, you know, I ran a fairly large uh, uh, business uh, operation with hundreds and hundreds of employees. 
when I tried to fill a job, I tried to look at what the job needed. Uh, and this job needs somebody who has that set of leadership skills and that competence and who also can get along with people. If, 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 if Sam is deficient in any respect, he is deficient in that he is not able to forge good relationships with people. I mean, he, he can't work with the county council. He hasn't been able to work with the business community. He can't work with the municipalities. All of those entities line up to give me support because they feel like they've been disrespected by a guy who's been dictatorial around dealing with issues. And that's just not who I am. Leadership requires that you collaborate and work with people and you listen. Uh, and I just don't think that's uh, who Sam Page is. Both Steve Stanger and Sam Page promised that they were going to stamp out corruption in county government. It's one thing to make that claim that you're not going to have an administration full of corruption. But are there any specific things that you would do in your administration to prevent that from happening under your watch? Well, the most important thing you have to do is you have to hire the right people. You don't hire people because uh, you're going to receive some political benefit or some additional influence. Uh, you hire people who are actually trained to do the job that they're hired to do. I think Sam Page is uh, susceptible to criticism along the lines of every hire is perceived, uh, is, is, is made because of the political benefit that he's going to derive from that hire, as opposed to hiring people based on their professional competence to do the job that they need to do. Uh, that's the most important thing about this position, actually. You know, uh, uh, one of the most important things about being uh, an executive of any sort, but certainly chief executive, is you have to hire appropriately. You have to hire well. You have to be smart about that. And I think the record shows that that's not something that uh, Sam has done particularly well. All right. And I also want to just comment because I think, it, I think it's important that the, that the listeners recognize this. The nature of the corruption uh, between the Stanger administration and the Page administration is very different. Yeah. Steve mm -hmm. Stanger's uh, corruption was, was primarily around financial transactions. I think Sam Page's uh, uh, malfeasance is more along the lines of trying to uh, create uh, a, a political and uh, a, a benefit for himself, power and, and, and the like, as, as opposed to financial. I, I've never accused Sam Page of being financially corrupt, but, but I, I think he, he looks at every, every arrangement as transactional in terms of what's in his best interests. That's not the goal here. The goal is what's in the best interests of St. Louis County and the people of the region. We could talk about the politics and dynamics of this race all day, but we do want to jump into a couple of some of the major issues facing St. Louis County. And one of them is public safety and crime. You hear it both in St. Louis City and in the county. How would a Mark Montevani administration approach public safety? Well, the first thing that is lacking today is attention from the county executive to the crime issue. Uh, you guys follow this stuff closely. I do, too. I cannot tell you if there is a Sam Page um, plan to deal with the crime issue in this community. I think that is dereliction of duty. Uh, the crime issue also, the, the, the crime issue exists on a couple of different uh, planes. It exists uh, in the real world, people being uh, victims of crime. Uh, it also exists on the plane of perception. People in the St. Louis metropolitan area 
are scared. They are scared to act, to go, to do. There, there is a, there's a perception of crime here that also has to be confronted. Now, both of those things are mitigated if one uh, formulates and presents an aggressive campaign to the community. Uh, uh, nobody's going to solve a crime problem overnight, but you have to be active. You have to be engaged. Uh, and, and, and there are a myriad of programs that have been enacted across America that we can piggyback on uh, in order to uh, uh, develop an effective uh, crime plan. There, uh, there are uh, approaches that we should be taking, and they should be communicated with the community on a broad-scale basis. And we should be reporting to the community, look, this is where we are. And if we have a bad quarter, we admit that we had a bad quarter, but we're after it, and we're doing our best to, to, to create progress in this area. The, 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 the fact that you're on it and that you're focused on it affects the perception issue considerably. What would be part of the Mark Montavani plan? If Sam Page doesn't have one, what is the Mark Montavani plan? Well, so, uh, you know, there are, there are many uh, aspects that have to be uh, considered. I mean, you have to, you have to continue to invest in uh, policing, all right? You, we have to uh, invest, as we were supposed to do, on the Prop P uh, plan in community policing. Uh, we, we have to uh, engage the community in a broader way. Uh, uh, we have to... Uh, uh, and we have to communicate this stuff across uh, across the the community. So, what I would be doing is I would be engaging uh, people from different parts of the community in order to get their participation in uh, developing our own program. Uh, but uh, engaging with the with with the police and, and the clergy and the business community uh, and and others in order to formulate a plan, announcing it to the community, say, look, this is where we're headed. And then you establish metrics, and you uh, you you move forward uh, with the community, communicating this stuff as you go. Now you mentioned Proposition P, which is a half cent sales tax increase that was passed in 2017. Um, do you think that it's failed in its purpose of trying to transform public safety? And if so, how would you get it back on track? Well, I'm not sure, certain it's been effectively uh, executed. Uh, I mean, we're. <laughs> Uh, ironically, just this week, right, the, the announcement of some uh, investment in uh, uh, new uh, police precinct uh, buildings and the like, which should have could have happened, I think, uh, years ago. We still haven't uh, gotten the two officers in a vehicle like uh, Prop P was supposed to uh, do. We're, we're uh, badly shorted. There's a bad shortage of police officers in St. Louis County. We have 125 positions that are that are that are unfilled. So. Uh, I think the the problem here has been more in the execution than it has uh, than it was in the uh, uh, original uh, uh, development of the plan. Did too much get diverted away from policing to other, you know, arguably public safety things such as boosting the salaries of employees at the jail? Yeah, I don't. I, so look, I, I, maybe. All right, uh, maybe. I I think that uh, I I think that we have to pay our people well. Right and. Part of the reason we have shortages in so many of these uh, public functions is because people are under uh, underpaid and underappreciated. Uh, our police are, uh, are, are underappreciated, right? Uh, uh, one of the things you might want to do uh, in terms of uh, as part of an anti-crime program is try to create an atmosphere of respect around our police officers that I think is 
has been a victim of some of these uh, horrible uh, policing activities across the country, you know, and and so uh, so so yeah, I, I just think that there's a, a lot of things that we can do along those lines. Uh, but but the point is, let's get after it. I just can't I can't understand how four years into a Sam Page administration, there is still no crime plan. What uh, what are they missing? You know. It, it, the, the other consequence of this is it has a horrible impact on our economic development as a region. It is very difficult to get businesses to relocate here, to get people to move here because of the reputation the St. Louis community has for crime. One of the other major ongoing issues for the region is the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Caseloads are better than they were, but there's still ongoing impacts from that how would you rate the county executive's handling of the pandemic? Well, this is so interesting, right? Because uh, this is almost like a report card in school. Uh, be, there's there's uh, the number of answers right on the test, and then there's whether or not somebody plays well with others. You know, uh, uh, I would always have followed the science, right? Uh, uh, I was uh, vaccinated as soon as I could be. I, uh, I encouraged other people uh, on radio programs to get vaccinated. I told them where to go. So I always followed the science with respect to uh, COVID. Uh, yet, I think that the community's overall performance uh, was abysmal. Because of the consternation uh, I mean, the best, exa- the best uh, proof of that is the consternation that has existed in our community. Uh, the county executive failed miserably to be respectful of other people and their concerns, respectful of business interests, uh, respectful of uh, people with kids, respectful of uh, gym owners and restaurant owners, uh, respectful of other municipalities, by being dictatorial. And by virtue of that failed leadership style, he lost the community. And as a consequence of that, we've had this horrible uh, consternation within the community about this when an effective leader would have stood up and said, okay, look, these are our challenges. And he would have engaged with those constituents. And uh, even if the the tough decision has to be made, they would have been a part of it. They would have been included in it. Uh, they would not have been disrespected. You can't lead people by being disrespectful. And that's what he did. And I think that created uh, uh, unnecessary uh, uh, upheaval uh, in, in the community. And oh, by the way, for those of you who, are say, who might say, well, wasn't it great that he followed the science? The outcome of his restrictive approach, which is, was among the most restrict, restrictive in America, uh, still put St. Louis County at a higher death toll on a per $100,000 person uh, uh, Per 100,000 people, not dollars. Per 100,000 people, yeah, yeah, sorry, uh, than the city of St. Louis, than the state of Missouri generally, than uh, most of the surrounding counties, St. Charles, uh, Jefferson, and the like. And so with it all it still wasn't a very effective approach. Now, you mentioned respect, and both Rachel and I spent a lot of time listening to the county council public forum section where, yes, some people, I think, were respectful about their disagreement with Sam Page, but others were frankly spouting off mean-spirited, nasty conspiracy theories about COVID and COVID vaccines. 
if you stand up as county executive and say, no, this stuff is all nonsense, are you confident that those people will listen to you? First of all, my my comment with respect uh, to respect, if you'll mm-hmm. pardon the phrase, yes. had to do with Sam's failure to respect others mm-hmm. uh, who are uh, uh, government officials, right, I, I, and and other uh, uh, citizen groups. I think he's I think he's been disrespectful to people on the county council. I think he's been disrespectful to municipal mayors. I think he's been disrespectful to many people in the business community, et cetera. With respect to uh, county council meetings and the open uh, forum, uh, look, it's, this is a big county. There are a million people here, all right? There are going to be people who have dis- disparate views, all right? I would find it challenging to listen to some of that, all right? Uh, I think uh, well-informed people probably would. I think, uh, on the other hand, you have an obligation to listen to your constituents, and so you have to balance that. I don't know uh, who was respectful or disrespectful in those particular meetings to which you're referring. I felt like the county council generally was very respectful of listening to comments that were, in my view, many times uh, off the wall and sort of yeah. in- inappropriate. We, we right? talked yeah. about this with Rita Days. Like, I am a free speech absolutist, so I don't think that they should have been banned from saying that. I, I don't even know. And, and there is a tradition in county council meetings that – the council just lets them talk and doesn't like go back and forth with them. I, I get it. I think we both feel that at some point there needed to be some pushback of you can say you disagree with a policy, but you will not get up here and say it is based on human, you know, masks cause human trafficking. That was a favorite one. I mean, the only reason you're here right now is because the person that you're replacing had frankly crazy views on COVID and the vaccine and masking. And that's and and I understand that that may be a very small minority of the party that you're representing, but it's a very loud minority. So I guess that what I was trying to get at with my question is, you're the Republican nominee, and you're you're going to be the leader of the county if you are if you are elected, and people are going to be listening to you about how to deal with this pandemic. Do you think that the people of the party you're representing are even going to be able to to listen to you? Well, I, I don't believe that, uh, generally speaking, there aren't uh, uh, well-informed members of the Republican Party uh, as well. So I, 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 think, uh, uh, I, I, I think we're all on the horns of the dilemma of listening to people exercise their First Amendment rights uh, and yet uh, having differences of opinion and if there is another large surge of cases akin to the original Omicron wave or the Delta wave last August, where you start to see hospitals overwhelmed again, how would you respond? Yeah, well, I think I've uh, I think I've suggested how I would respond. I think I would engage with the different uh, uh, constituencies that might be affected by that. Uh, I think we would uh, still f- uh, follow the science. I think uh, we would. Um, uh, you know, I, I know people have asked me to say I would never have a mandate or any such thing. I would never say never on, on a topic like that. I don't know what's coming around the next uh, bend in the road. Uh, that would certainly not be my, my first choice, all right? I think, it's, I think it's really important that we take a broad view of what we're doing to people when we make those kinds of decisions. Uh, and it's tough, to, it's tough to do that if you don't engage. And we'll be right back after this quick break. And we're back on Politically Speaking with Republican County Executive Candidate Mark Montavani. And 
St. Louis County is getting a lot of federal funding coming into it from a lot of different pots. There's still some American Rescue Plan Act fund remaining. Um, where would you want to see that last pot of COVID relief money go? Well, uh, the, uh, I mean, I, at this point, I believe there are proposals outstanding that more than exhaust uh, what the uh, balance uh, in the account is. I think I'd prefer to answer the question this way so far as what things are important to me that might at some point cost uh, additional dollars. Uh, you know, we, we've talked about building a crime program, and I'm sure there would be costs associated uh, with, uh, uh, with addressing that uh, effectively. I think, uh, I think we have to uh, recognize at some point that uh, we have to communicate more broadly with the country about the uh, strengths that St. Louis has from an economic development standpoint. I, it appears to me, and I may be mistaken, but it appears to me that St. Louis County government has largely uh, sort of out, uh, uh, outsourced its economic development operation to uh, greater, ST, greater STL. Uh, I know, I know uh, Rodney Krim, and he's a great guy and, and the like, but it appears to me that most of the economic development activity that is coming through the region today is coming through greater STL. I think I would not be excluded from that process. I'd be in the middle of it in a significant way. I would like to invest money in building a better, uh, uh, more effective operation to attract businesses to the St. Louis uh, area, St. Louis County. Uh, uh, I've, I've suggested to people that I would have resources in other communities across the country uh, whose sole job was to be uh, was to attract people to this community. I think we should have somebody in Silicon Valley. I think we should have somebody in the uh, uh, in New England. And you know, uh, a year or so ago, CNBC reported that 16% of the businesses located in Manhattan were looking to relocate. Uh, I would be all over that. Uh, uh, our region's economic uh, standing is not acceptable uh, to me, and uh, this has huge implications in people's lives. Uh, it, um, my children are raised. Uh, my children are here. Most of my peers who raise children with us have seen their children relocate to other communities across the country. I think that's sort of devastating and unnecessary. Uh, this happens because we've not created the economic growth in the region that we should. And, uh, and, and, and again, I don't see the current uh, county executive being very concerned uh, about it. Let's talk about a pot of money that you may have influence over if you're elected, and that's the RAM settlement funds. Um, do you have any ideas about what you would want to do with that money? Well, again, I've, I, I think I've I addressed a number of the priorities that I have relative to crime mitigation and economic development. I, I, you know, I'm a big advocate of early childhood education. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm a, a, a big advocate in investing in infrastructure. I think our infrastructure is crumbling around us here in the region. And so we have a lot of needs. Do you think that St. Louis County deserves an equal share of the RAM settlement money when the county decided not to invest any money in the 2015 Ram Stadium, when the city did, yeah, you know, I'm asking the same question. To tell you the truth, all right, I I think that uh, I I think that I need to hear the city's case. All right, the city is making a claim for two thirds of the dough. 
from what I'm told. Uh, I need to hear their case. Uh, I think that uh, uh, I, I, I'm not so certain that those dollars should be split up equally amongst the three plaintiffs. Uh, but I would have to be a party to those conversations in order to really feel comfortable with how I would like to see those allocated. Now, look, having said that, St. Louis County pays the freight on most of the things that happen on a shared basis in this community. It is St. Louis County that pays the overwhelming share of bi-state uh, development uh, funds, the, the overwhelming uh, majority of Zoo Museum District uh, dollars, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's like 80%. It's uh, why I will, I will always push back against people that say it's, we have a free zoo. It's a free zoo if you live in St. Charles County. Yeah, exactly it is right. not free if you live in the county or the city, but right. continue. Right. So, uh, so my, my point here is that mm-hmm. I don't think that St. Louis County and St. Louis County, St. Louis Countyans get enough uh, uh, credit for being as significant of contributors to the, uh, the structure, the, the, the fabric of this community as they're entitled to. And, and so I think, that, I think that reflects a little bit on how these funds are going to be split up, you know. And so the, the other thing that I think is intriguing, and uh, if I were in those negotiations and the city said we want two-thirds of the money, my next question is what are you going to use the money for, okay? Uh, now, do I have a right to influence how they inf- – no, but, but do I have a right to agree or not agree with the two-thirds uh, uh, breakdown? Yes. And so as a, as a practical matter, I think, there, I think it, if those funds are used in such a way that the region is going to benefit – I'm a little bit more pliable on that issue than if those funds are going to be uh, dispersed in checks to city residents. Are there infrastructure priorities that you would want to try and either have the county request itself or through East-West Gateway make requests for? Yeah, I don't have uh, I don't have a, a, a laundry list at, at this point, Rachel, uh, for uh, those infrastructure needs. I know that the highways, uh, there are still uh, incredibly unfunded uh, roads uh, that are that should be uh, being renovated, uh, repaired today that are not going to be re- uh, repaired for a couple of years. I've seen the list of which, which roads are going to be uh, uh, repaired when, and it seems uh, as though we're, we're kicking the can down the road on some of these places, on some of these uh, uh, highway repairs and road repairs. Uh, look, I, my gosh, uh, the, the, the priorities for me, uh, I, I think the, uh, uh, the area around the airport is an embarrassment uh, to people who come in and out of St. Louis. Uh, I think some of the, uh, some of the, 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 the maintenance of our um, uh, uh, public uh, properties uh, uh, are an embarrassment. I think the trash pickup around uh, uh, the public uh, uh, thoroughfares in St. Louis County is embarrassing. Uh, I th- I think uh, I think we should be aggressive on uh, on those kinds of things to clean this place up. Uh, you know, uh, the the chief executive of an uh, of an organization is responsible for the admi- the uh, sort of the atmosphere of the place and i think we have to create a little bit more uh, enthusiasm and uh, excitement around uh, our our common area so 
So I want to delve into in the last few minutes we have left on city county relations, because you mentioned the three times you were on the show that your impetus behind getting involved in public services, you feel like the region is not moving forward in the way that it should. Um, you could make an argument that County Executive Page and Mayor Tashara Jones, since they are politically aligned, like I think they share political consultants and they're started the same political faction. And they're more ideologically aligned, too, in some ways, I think, than maybe previous two I, I, people I, in that I, role. I could see County Executive Page making an argument, well, I can do better on this issue because I can have a better working relationship with the mayor. Like, what would you do to make sure that you're working cohesively with the well, city? Well, well, first of all, uh, I've... Uh, I respect the mayor a lot. I think, uh, and I've, I've said this for uh, years, I respect uh, Tashara Jones a lot. I think she's very smart. Uh, and uh, uh, in fact, if you go back and look at my political contributions, uh, you'll find uh, back uh, 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 some, some contributions to, uh, to Tashara. Uh, I think I can work well uh, with her. Uh, I, I think that uh, one of the advantages that my candidacy holds, candidly, is that I can work with people across the aisle. Uh, in fact, I think that's something that County Executive Page can't do. I think that by virtue of my past and present, I can work with uh, 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 you know the uh, both sides of the aisle. I think I can work with the governor. I think I can work with. Uh, you know, uh, Cory Bush, all right? And, uh, and I don't think anybody else can do all that. I think I can. What's your thoughts on uh, the city of St. Louis joining the county as a municipality? Well, so I, I think if the, uh, if the residents of both parties want to do that, I think, uh, I think that's fine. Uh, I, think it, I think it sort of makes sense, candidly, if the, if the residents of both parties, uh, both places wanted to do it. The, for me, the most important thing is that we have to recognize that this is one place and we have to work uh, together. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've advocated for this for a long time. And, uh, and a lot of people misconstrue it as though I'm somehow suggesting that we should be merging. I've not. Uh, I've only said that we need to collaborate uh, more effectively and recognize that our futures are inextricably connected. And, and, and people who deny that, I think, are unrealistic. Aside from economic development, which you've mentioned, and public safety, which you've mentioned, are there other areas where you think collaboration needs to be enhanced to keep the region from backsliding well, further? Let's go back to the COVID situation. I, it was preposterous, in my view, that there were, uh, at times, different uh, uh, mandates around the, uh, uh, the pandemic uh, based on which side of River to Pair you were on. This makes no sense to me, all right? Uh, I, so I, the answer is, I think the health department's certainly ought to be uh, uh, much more collaborative and uh, even integrated, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and I'm sure there are others as well. But uh, I think we should be looking at, uh, at working together, at the very least, on these kinds of things. I, I mean, you know, you had restaurants on one side of the street uh, that were shutting down. And, uh, you know, I, and, I, and, and candidly, I think that's, a, that's true not just between St. Louis County and St. Louis City. I think it's true around our surrounding counties uh, as well. You know, people uh, who follow this stuff uh, uh, more closely than me with respect to Jefferson County tell me that Jefferson County sales taxes last December went through the roof because everybody was leaving St. Louis County to go down and do business uh, in, in, uh, at the end of the year last year in Jefferson County. Well, that's not really what we want to do, isn't it? Shouldn't we all be kind of uh, working together? This is one region, right? And 
Uh, and again, I think I'm uniquely situated to be able to bring all these folks together. For all of our stories on this contest and everything else, you can stop by our website, stlpr.org. I am on Twitter, at rlipman, two P's and two N's. Jason, where are you? Jay Rosenbaum. And Mark Montavani, where can people find you or your campaign on Twitter and social well, media? you know, we've only had about 12 days to do this. So, uh, <laughs> so the, the, the campaign's name, uh, the campaign committee's name is Mark Montavani for S. STL. Uh, and uh, the, the website is uh, in progress. So uh, we'll let you know whenever that's up and running. Politically Speaking is a product of St. Louis Public Radio, a service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Until next time, so long.